0: That's kinda of hard to follow. Morning, Freeway, how are we? We good? Hey, thanks for being here this morning. It's been a pretty kind of crazy morning here, dealing with uh all our our kids and uh and the youth, but probably the hardest people to keep a lid on were David and M, but uh they got there in the morning. Hey, welcome. Good to be here. I'm Mason, I'm the pastor here, just in case you're visiting or your friends, you don't actually know uh who I am. I'm just Another member of the family here, and we gather here every Sunday just to do life together. Our hearts are warmed in affection with affection for God through our relationship in Jesus. And we hope this morning that you've been having a good time as we've unpacked this idea of joy. So I just want to spend a little bit of time thinking about that. got 10 minutes. Can I keep you for 10? All right. Everybody knows that when a pastor a preacher says 10, it's really 20, so... Joy is this universally desired and satisfying feeling, I think. I think you'd all agree with me that there's no one on the planet who actually resents joy. And often when we think about joy, what comes to mind as as we begin to think about joy? Often we, we think about things that we get this feeling from, that we that we have, that we experience, we think about the things in our world around us, we think about things like our relationships. We think about things like our vocations, our jobs. We think about things like our toys that we have and sometimes that's like a frozen figure and sometimes that's a Ford Raptor. Who knows? When these things are good, they they do. They bring us a feeling of joy. They bring us a feeling of, of being alive. And then joy expresses itself in activity. There's laughter, there's tears, dancing, there's driving the Ford Raptor, I don't know. Worship if you like. Joy is definitely a feeling that's got to get expressed. Joy is this non-voluntary, if you like, impulse, feeling we get when something just fills us deeply with a satisfying delight and meaning. Joy. And that's what joy is. Joy is a derived feeling. It has an external source. Joy happens to us. We don't decide just to be joyous. It doesn't just happen in a vacuum or in the absence of meaning or in the absence of context. You cannot just simply make joy happen without a reason, without some kind of content, without some kind of context, without some kind of inspiration. And that's why joy is so often so temporal. It's why it comes and goes. In fact, always goes most of the time. The things that we seek our joy in, the things that we derive our joy out of are sometimes not too joyous. Sometimes our relationships aren't that good. Sometimes our vocations, our work, our jobs aren't that satisfying. Sometimes they're oppressive. Sometimes our toys break. And sometimes we get a broken candy cane while others are getting far more significant things. Joy can be a matter of perspective, of comparison. Why am I so much less fortunate than that person or this person? Perception can rob you of your joy. Joy is hard to keep on tap because we find the source of joy, we find that where we find our sources of joy from so unreliable, uh, even elusive at times. And the pursuit of joy can often, at times, leave us feeling rather unjoyful. Nevertheless, to be human is to hunger for joy. I haven't met anyone yet who isn't seeking joy. Even people who are tremendously troubled wish for something they've never tasted. They long for joy. Now, that's either a product of chance or that's a beautiful design. They're the two options that we have when it comes to joy. We either seek joy because we can't help it. It's just how the chems evolved within us. So joy then is just this eternal frustration, this longing that we continually have to find relief for with no enduring solution. It's just trying to bring relief to the chemistry within our body that desires joy. Or the other option is you are actually created for joy. Joy is a design script placed in you to be be satisfied in something. It's not accidental. It's purposed. Renario Cantalamassi sounds like a soccer player, actually a Catholic priest, whose theological expertise is joy, says this about joy. Despite all its limitations, the human desire for joy is nevertheless an extremely positive sign inscribed on our very nature. It bears witness that we are created to be happy. But our hearts will be always restless until they rest in the one who is the font of all happiness. Augustine, church father, uh, a few centuries earlier said, said this, You have made us for yourself o lord and our hearts are restless until they rest in you that's a message about joy that we've begun to unbox today in this story of christmas god moves towards humanity with good news of a gift of great joy that is for all people that's the announcement that Luke records in his gospel, in his historic record of the first Christmas. The joy that the human heart is designed for, designed to know, longs to experience and be defined by has arrived at Christmas time. Joy has actually become a historic fact, a historic event. And its arrival is first announced to some shepherds which we saw just like Broadway production wonderfully uh, done here this morning. And if we are to make anything of who God chooses to first tell of this gift of grace joy, we should make this. That this gift of joy will be accessible to anybody, to all people, regardless of their standing. When Luke tells us of this joy for all people, it's in the context of God's promise to his people. A promise that religiously, devout, Uh, moralistic people thought that they would be first in line for. But God actually says, my joy is for those who recognize their need of it. My joy is for those who respond to their need of it. And we saw, and we saw, we read the shepherds go, they go to see what this joy is. God says, you can't earn it. It's simply a gift. And the counterpart to this, and we saw in the second half, to their lowly shepherds is matched in Matthew's gospel. By the other end of the social scale, by the other end of our social standing, the magi, the wise men, Matthew tells us that upon learning about the arrival of God's promised gift, in Matthew there they said they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Here are people that are outside of the religious establishment. Here are people that move in, in, in business, corporate circles, if you like. People who have also discovered the gift of God's joy. Shepherds, magi, from the bottom to the top, have all been told of this gift. And they all go to see and they all go to marvel. And they all experience joy. And it's not a frozen figure and it's not a Ford Raptor and it's not a good marriage and it's not a, 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 a job or a hobby. The gift of great joy from God is actually a baby. And this baby is described in the highest possible terms. Luke tells us that this child is a saviour, one who has actually come to rescue, to restore, to to heal what's wrong with humanity, who is Christ, he says, that is the promise of God that has come down for the ages, who is Lord. Which effectively means that this child is the promised plan, plan of God to bring people back into relationship with God in a way that produces joy, great joy, exceeding joy, the joy that we were created for. This is the good news of Christmas. That which the human soul hungers for, for joy, has come into the world as a baby. This joy is relatable, knowable. It's it's God in the flesh. This joy is not merely an idea or a concept, a philosophy. Or a created thing. This joy is actually God with us. God is the one being for whom joy is a state of existence. It's not derived. He doesn't derive it from anywhere, but rather it flows out of him. God is indestructible, eternal, and infinite source of joy. Think of a time when you felt joy. Joy that made you alive with purpose. Joy that that, that that brought deep meaning, deep significance. Might have been the, the, the first time that that special person kind of looked your way, held your hand. Might have been the first time you tasted cheesecake. Cheesecake brings joy. Maybe it was the first time you got your first set of genuine trade tools, you know. You go, you finish your apprenticeship, you get your first set of real good tools, you know, Stabila level and you rip that uh, plastic cover off it and you're like, yes, joy. Maybe it's that Remington 700 with that Leopold scope that I'm still waiting for. <laughs> it just made you come alive, just made you feel alive. That is not merely chemicals. That is what it is to be designed in the image of a God who is joy, that we would know it, that we would feel it. It has an origin. It has a source. To be able to know joy and, and, and by design, we long for it. And we long for it in its full measure. Not merely from stuff, but from a relationship with God. Joy found in God, the one who created our feelings of joy out of his being of joy. And Jesus is how this joy, this infinite, indestructible joy that is not uh, dependent or influenced by circumstances or, or comparisons or anything like that, uh, enters our world and offers it to us. Ultimate joy is unboxed in your life being radically redefined in a relationship with Jesus. This gift of joy did not just merely stay in a manger. He lived a perfect life of joy himself. He lived a perfect life of relationship with God, never seeking joy anywhere else because his joy was satisfied with God, as our joy should have been. That's how sin robs us of joy. We seek joy in other places. But that never became a part of his existence. His experience of the world. He was perfectly joyful because he knew no sin. The writer of Hebrews tells us that for the joy set before him, and that is the finding joy in, them, in what God has for him, he endured the cross. The gift of joy begins at a manger. And it journeys. to the cross. The gift of joy that arrives at Christmas is imparted with us, made available to us at Easter. A thing that keeps us from joy in God is fear, fear of him. Fear that our sin causes in us. The shepherds are a kind of a picture of this. The glory of God turns up around them and they are struck with fear because they know they're not worthy of God. And most of us feel that at some level. The angel says, fear not. The joy restorer has arrived. But Jesus could not impart this joy without first dealing with our fear that comes from the way uh, we turn to things other than to God for joy. Which is really what is at the heart of sin. When the Bible is talking about sin, it's talking about an attitude of the heart. Replacing joy in God with the joy in the stuff that he has made. On the cross, Jesus' perfect joy is exchanged for our sins. All the ways in which we have sought joy, over joy found in God. For joy, Jesus came into the world to die for our sins so that you and I might find joy that your soul so desperately craves, that your soul is designed for. When you know you are loved by God like this, that despite our unboxing of joy in things other than God, that God has given us Jesus to redefine our hearts where true joy can be found, then fear of God, the idea that we, we can't be with God, is replaced with peace. And that is the source of joy that no environment, no circumstance, no candy cane can kill. That is an unspeakable joy, an enduring joy, joy that finds its source in God, not in an abstract concept, not in, not in ideas or merely, but in historic reality. And it rises up in us, never lets us go as we sung earlier. And Paul would write later, as Paul encountered this, he, he would call this gift a fruit, a fruit that rises up in us. It happens to us because, the rea- because of the reality of Jesus in our lives has overmastered all other dependencies on earthly joys. This is a joy that holds you in place when things don't go your way. When you get a candy cane instead of gold class tickets. That's the good news, the great joy that you can unbox this Christmas. Have you ever thought of Jesus in these terms? That he is joy. That joy is found in him. Let's pray. And Lord, we thank you that you are a God who is deeply concerned for how we are. You, you, you care about our well-being. And so as as we saw in the video, we saw how the earth can be a dark place, but you step into this dark place and light it up with your joy. We give you thanks this Christmas we pray that our hearts, as we unwrap all kinds of other gifts and presents, that our hearts would often turn to the, to the reality, to the good news, to the, the historical event of joy that entered our world in Jesus in that first Christmas. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.